I found, especially recently, that words I hear and say have, well, when I hear and say them a lot, they can lose their meaning. Like on Sunday morning, when you run into someone and they say, how are you doing? You say, good, I'm fine. You throw out a response. Or in church, you might say, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Or as I said after reading today's scripture, the word of God for the people of God. But listen again to those words. The word of God for the people of God. Words written out, printed out on all these pages, making up a series of stories that make up one story that covers generations. A story still unfolding to this day. Stories can be powerful. I mean, when you think about it, stories can take you to places you've never been. They can introduce you to new people or people you'll never meet. Like if you read a good autobiography or a historical fiction novel, you can... You can feel like you've met Abraham Lincoln. I mean, stories have a way of connecting us with other people. Uh, One of the things that has made Courtney Rigby and I friends is the fact that we both love Harry Potter. And so she and I can make really obscure references that no one else will get, but we will. And so... This story has bound us together. Or stories from our lives. Like if you have a background in music, you're going to find that that story from your life, that background has bonded you to someone else with a similar background. (coughs) Because you somehow know something of the other just from that. And the best stories reveal ourselves. They are stories where we can find ourselves within them. Not only who we are currently, but who we can be, who we want to be. But I think when it comes to stories... The one that we most easily can take for granted is the Bible. Especially as people who come to church. Because we hear it in worship, in Sunday school, in small groups. We grow up hearing the stories. And so what's the point? I know I can be bad at this. We take it for granted. Because I know wherever I am, I can find a Bible easily. Even if it's not in book form, I can find it 
on a tablet, on the internet, on my phone. It's so easily available. This story. I mean, when, when I was in seminary, I remember it was my last year. And one of my mentors looked at me as we were getting coffee and she said, I want to remind you of something. This book, this is life. This is holy. This is bigger than we ever can imagine it can be. We can never take it for granted. But in our lives, it's, it's really easy. It's easy to forget that these are holy words that God has given us. The word of God for the people of God. A story that we've been invited by God to step into. Again, stories can be powerful only if we give them the power. Only if we immerse ourselves in the story and make it a part of our being. Notice in today's text, Jesus, after being baptized by his cousin, was led into the desert. And for 40 days, he didn't eat. He fasted. He knew what it was like to be hungry. And it was there and then that the devil met him. And the devil said, you're hungry? I can offer you food. You can make food for yourself. And then the devil showed Jesus all the kingdoms and thrones of the world. And he said, if you just worship me, I'll give you influence over all these kingdoms. I'll give you the power to do what you want, to to make people equal, to help the poor. You just have to worship me. Because the devil knew Jesus' heart for those people. To change those kingdoms. To change the world. And finally, the devil put Jesus on a high place and he challenged Jesus to test God's word and God's loyalty to him. Each time that the devil met Jesus in the desert, Jesus replied with the story that had shaped him and formed him since his human birth. Each time that Jesus met the devil in the desert, he relied on the scripture he knew because he knew the story. I think sometimes we can overlook this story of Jesus being tempted because he's God. He's God's son. Of course he's going to overcome it. But remember that he was human too. 
Jesus knew what it was like in the desert to be hungry. Just as in the garden the night Jesus was betrayed, he knew what it was like to long for another way instead of death. He knew what it was like to be human. Jesus came. Emmanuel, God with us. To show us how to get through the deserts. To show us how to fight temptation. And he did it by relying on God's story. On the verses and words in these pages. But I think... Sometimes in our world, we can step away from the Bible. We can step away from God because sometimes we can feel unworthy. I mean, the book of Zephaniah says that God dances for joy and takes delight in God's people. And we think, surely not I. That's what Zephaniah says. Or we think that there's no one like us, no one and nothing relatable in the pages. Because it's thousands of years ago. What does it mean for us? Or we think, I, I can't be used by God. I'm too young or... I I can't speak in front of people. Me, personally, I am a little anxious right now because I don't like public speaking. (laughs) I'm serious. Uh, (laughs) But I, I think of Moses. I think of Moses and the burning bush. I think sometimes we overlook the burning bush with Moses because Moses kept saying, God, you have the wrong person. God, you have me mistaken with anyone else because I stutter and I, I, I can't do this. This terrifies me. So God looked at Moses and said, you can do it because I will be with you and because I will put my words in your mouth. There's also times in life when we are angry at God. And that's scary to admit. I had a friend who lost her dad all of a sudden, and she didn't go to church for months. And I finally asked her why. And she said, because I'm angry at God, and that terrifies me. Because sometimes we think, who are we to be angry at God? Well, in Psalm 22, and Christ himself on the cross said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? People in the Bible expressed anger at God. What I love about Psalm 22 is that it flows into Psalm 23. 
from my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? To the Lord is my shepherd. The promise that that reassurance does come in spite of our anger. And then there's the everyday things. When we, when we feel like life is overcoming us, and it's one bad thing after another, and we say, God, I am faithful, and I don't deserve this. Where are you? But in Isaiah 43, it says, thus says the Lord, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And the waves, they will not consume you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. But there's also brokenness. We know our brokenness. We know our sins. We, we know the times that we have screwed up the most. So how is our story, how, how is our life worthy of a God the Bible says is full of this love and mercy and forgiveness? Like, and, and we can sometimes say, why? Because we judge ourselves so harshly. And we think of people like David who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. He was the golden child of the Bible. But the Bible also spoke about his sins, of his lying, his adultery, and his sending another man to his death just to cover his own sins. Yet still, Scripture holds up David says he was a man after cousin heart. Scripture did not white out David's name. Even in Jesus' genealogy, he's called a son of David. A man broken. A human. Scripture can sometimes be held up to make us feel low and too sinful for God to even care about us. But that's not the point of Scripture. God has given us these words for us to make sure that we know that we can be a part of the story. Because our lives are stories that unfold each and every day. Our lives are the only Bibles that many people will ever read. Just from knowing us. When they know that we are a Christian, they look at our lives. And that's the Bible they know 
scripture tells us that though we may think we are unworthy and imperfect, scripture says, with your imperfections, with your sins, God can and will use you. And God wants you to step into this story, to know this story, to have it be a part of your life so that you can be molded and shaped by it. So that when you are wandering through the desert, so that when the, de- when the devil meets you, you may not forget the story that has been written for you since the beginning of creation. A story that your life belongs in. We're in the season of Lent. A time for us to turn our faces to the journey that Jesus took through the desert, to the cross, and to the tomb. May we take this season and this journey seriously. May we take these words seriously. Now is an invitation for us to step into the pages. And to know that God's invitation stands for even us. So what story will our lives tell? Who will we choose to be? Will we choose to be a people of this story? Or a people of our own stories? I pray that we remember that this is God's word for us. May we step into the pages and be immersed in God's love. Will you please pray with me?